Hey guys, Jim Cox, and I'm here today with an interview with Dale Staubert. Um, he is a uh, coach, uh, consultant, working in the field of lifestyle, I guess you would say holistic and sustainable lifestyle development. And um, we connected and I wanted to learn more about the, the work that he does, how he does it, and what it kind of means given the, the world that we live in. So Dale, thanks for taking the time to chat. Sure, thank you. Awesome, so tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. Uh, where do you come from? How did you get into kind of working with people to develop sustainable lifestyles? Yeah, so um, I work with people uh, as a consultant. I work with big companies uh, for 30 years, uh, mostly doing computer work. Um, so that helps me with the consulting piece. And uh, I'm just, I'm a problem solver. I'm able to help people uh, figure out, you know, what happens next. I also have a deep spiritual background, uh, so I listen to people very deeply and sometimes hear what they don't can't hear themselves or uh, what what they know but are afraid to admit. Um, a lot of that is helping people know that they're okay. They might be messed up, but they're still okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then just helping people get to the next step on their journey. A lot of that is environment. I've been interested in the environment since I was a little kid and many years ago and uh, enjoyed the ocean, enjoyed climbing trees. I've been following the electric cars for 50 years. So I try to help people figure out which car is best for them if they're looking for an electric car. Um, things along that line. Okay. So when you, so is most of your work with businesses now, or is it with individuals? Uh, individuals, small businesses. That, that's who I like to work with because then I can have more direct impact with people. So what do you decide, what do you um, delineate as a sustainable lifestyle like what goal are you trying to get people to well i'm not trying to get people to any goal really everybody has their own different sustainable lifestyle uh some people more into alternative energy some people more into uh you know let me buy an electric car some people more into recycling so so when i do lifestyle consulting i try to help them figure out okay what is it really that i'm all about and once they kind of get those parameters in place then i help them figure out okay what can i do what can they do to they start putting their money where the mouth is or that sort of thing you know walking their talk um, what companies should they invest in where, where should they buy things from um, what can they do to start stop doing some of the things that are destructive to the planet so how do you how do you initiate a conversation like that i mean do people come to you or is it a matter of you trying to 
um, get people to um, start thinking that way where they really haven't been inclined to before. Yeah, well, I'm still trying to figure out where my audience is, where my clients are. Uh, people come to me uh, with questions uh, like, which electric car should I buy or, or where, where am I really going? Where's my lifestyle really going sustainably? Um, things like that. And, and they start talking, I ask questions, I listen to what they're saying and to what I hear on other airwaves. And uh, so I can ask them more questions. And we usually take turns that they had no idea we were going to go there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we end up at, at a good place. Um, I find it a challenge to to try to get people to to kind of think this way. I mean, a lot of times it seems like and I, I don't think I don't blame people. I think more than anything, it's a matter of kind of the system that we're forced to participate in to try to survive, you know, financially and economically. Um, yeah, a lot of people are caught up in day to day living and trying to get by or just, you know, whatever their routine is, that's their routine or mm -hmm. uh, these are the people that contacted me, me today. So I'll, con I'll communicate with them and everybody else's, uh, you know, falls off their list. So mm -hmm. it is hard to get people to talk, talk about these things or to take the time to try to improve their lives, improve the life of the planet. What, uh, um, I mean, go ahead. You were going to say something. But, but I think, uh, you know, with a lot of the, what's happening in the world today, especially, you know, Russia just invaded Ukraine. And I think people are becoming more and more aware and wanting to not settle for status quo of what's happening in their life or less than status quo in several people's cases and start trying to make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. So what role does spirituality play in that kind of a conversation? You mentioned you have a spiritual background, but I mean, what, what role does spirituality play in terms of somebody finding a kind of sustainable lifestyle? Well, for me, spirituality and sustainability go hand in hand. It doesn't for everybody, but for me, it does. Uh, What's your spiritual background like? What is what what informs your decision making? What teachers? Well, I I grew up in a church, but uh, got got kicked out. <laughs> uh, I was uh, too radical for them, uh, and. Uh, so, so I listen to some teachers, but mostly I listen to what the universe is telling me, what what I hear that is positive, um, what I hear that helps me know that I'm okay, 
uh, you know, my wife's not a total waste. Mm -hmm. um, and what tells me that other people are okay. Mm. So it's more yeah. positivity than anything else. Yes, you could say that. Mm. Sorry about and, the pings there. And uh, I had one client who um, was trying to figure out her life. And so we went walking on the beach. And at one point, uh, I said, okay, pick up five objects. I'm going to go away and, and listen for a while and uh, while you pick up those objects. And, and then you can tell me about them. And my wife's wife was there and she said, what's that about? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I just had this uh, impression that she should pick up five objects. So she picked up the five objects and she told me what each one meant. And as I listened, it was her life story. And hmm. so then I went back through each one and uh, let her know what happened at different points in her life and how everything you know it was all part of her life and uh yeah some bad things happened but there was good too and it was all working together uh or it was all going to work together for good and that in the middle object uh i said and then and then a hole fell through in her life and all of a sudden all the sand fell out of whatever I, she was holding and uh, and she said, yeah, that's true. Hold it, hold it, fall into my life. And uh, but then she recovered. And and at the end of the our meeting, uh, she was able to walk up several hills and flights of stairs. And she couldn't have done that at the beginning. Hmm. So it was not just uh, you know emotional relief, but also physical relief mm -hmm. for her. And in a few weeks, she moved to Hawaii, so. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's a healing place in itself. Yep. So where do you think things are moving to? I mean, there was a study that came out today from the IPCC that temperatures are rising faster than we're dealing with climate change. I mean, is it a matter of can we actually do anything to kind of change the course that we're on? Well, yeah, a lot of times it doesn't seem that way. Um, I'm seeing other studies that, uh, well, not studies so much, but reports that co big companies are uh, going carbon negative. So they're using less, not putting less carbon than they're produce, uh, whatever that is. Anyway, they're not polluting as much as, as they could be. Um, and, and more and more people are buying electric cars. There are some issues with electric cars with all the batteries and everything that goes into them, but uh, they're a lot less polluting than gas powered cars. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so a lot of businesses are going more sustainable. There's some breakthroughs, um, moving to Hawaii in a couple months and uh, 
there's a lot of initiatives there. I just saw there's a new company in Hawaii called Envoy Hawaii, and they work with uh, condos and apartments, hotels to provide electric cars for uh, their customers. So like if you buy a condo in a certain place, then one of the amenities is you can drive an electric car. Uh, there may be only one electric car for the whole condo association, so you have to take your turn, but uh, it's, it's an amenity. So a lot of people are doing things, uh, a lot more needs to be done. Um, you know, we're behind the curve, you know, uh, catching up, I don't know if it's possible, but hopefully, uh, more people get involved and in doing, you know, even if it's a little thing, save the planet. I, one of the books I wrote is um, is about saving the planet by the way you grow your beard or you take care of your beard or um, it was kind of humorous approach to saving the planet, but still it's just a little thing you can do um, shave less or shave non-toxically with, mm -hmm. you know, instead of using toxic lather or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, you know, even the little things we do can help. And mm -hmm. if we can do big, big things, all the better. Mm -hmm. And if we can uh, be leaders to other people, help them uh, save the plant, planet, uh, and that's what I want to do is work with people who are out there on the forefront, saving the planet. Hmm. So what are, what are some things you mentioned, uh, working with small businesses, what are some things that small businesses can do in this kind of economic environment to try to be more sustainable? Yeah. So, um, well, it depends on the business, but they can look at their, uh, recycling some places have compost uh, available for businesses where they can if they have any food waste they can recycle that as compost um, you know they can monitor their energy use uh, there are solar uh, you know, even if they don't have solar themselves or they can't uh, buy into solar, uh, like with green power, there are uh, small generators that will power with solar or with other electricity. So you're not using the uh, your electricity all the time. You can power some things just off the battery pack. And uh, yeah, so I worked with the utility companies for 20 years. Um, so I know quite a bit about that. And I also worked with the energy efficiency nonprofit to help people, uh, you know, save energy that way. Plus, I'm always trying to save energy myself. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the challenges with utilities is they've been one of the primary opponents of small scale solar, it seems and like they're continually when it comes to trying to oppose things at uh, utility commission meetings in different states where they kind of have a monopoly. 
what's your feeling on that and your experience with that having worked at utilities yes that's true um i hawaii for example um they've been opposed uh hico their electric company has been opposed to a lot of small scale solar um like you're mentioning they they do allow solar and because hawaii put in a thing where they're going to be uh, carbon neutral by 2045. Uh, the electric company doesn't have much choice. <laughs> they have to help out a little bit. I'm involved a little bit with a nonprofit on Molokai that uh, is putting in community solar so that the people in Molokai can get their electricity cheaper. Uh, a lot of people in Molokai turn off their power at night because they just can't afford it because the their electric rate is four times higher than some other, like over in Honolulu, mm -hmm. some other places in Hawaii. So, um, yeah, so so electric companies can be a hindrance, but they can also help out. Uh, uh, Tucson Electric put in a solar rate, I helped them with that uh, probably 20 years back now. Uh, and they said, okay, we'll, we'll accept 100 customers. Your bill will be higher, but it, there's, a, you know, there's a limit. You won't, you'll be fixed at a fixed rate for 10 years. Uh, so even though the other bills are going to go up, but yours won't. And they, like in 10 days, they had 100 customers signed up. So then they had to go to, <laughs> for another. Mm -hmm. uh, Hundred or two hundred. Is that program still around, or is that still? Are they still running that program to try to get more people to buy into that? As far as I know, they are. I haven't really been in contact with them for the past fifteen years, but mm -hmm. yeah. So and, and other uh, here where I'm at, the, uh, we bought a half a solar panel. Uh, well. A big solar panel at uh, the electric company um, to be part of that. It's a electric co-op here, and uh, be part of that solar program. Uh, and this electric company, uh, we get powered off all the time because my father-in-law was living. He signed everything up for to be powered off whenever they need extra power to go someplace else. Mm -hmm. So the dryer goes off every once in a while, the heaters go off, uh, they've got really sustainable heaters here, uh, the, uh, heat up bricks and the bricks sustain the heat mm -hmm. uh, and it gets, you know, it might get to 20 today, it's been 20 below a lot of this winter here in Minnesota, so, um, so there are good and bad, uh, you know, next energy, it's not quite their name, but uh, next era be a good sustainable company, but next era, but they, it looks like they're not, uh, looks like they're uh, promoting oil and uh, things like that. And yeah, and, and some companies are now doing fracking, uh, well, they've been doing fracking for a long time and that's a, a very bad polluting 
source. So uh, yeah, we got to get people away from from those things. Uh, Nord Stream is big in the news now, and we need to get uh, you know people away from gas. Germany just passed something to get off coal, but there's it didn't get them off gas. Uh, I know Washington State, where I used to live, they phased out coal plants, but one of their biggest uh, energy providers is uh, a multinational corporation, mostly in Canada. So I don't know if some of the power is coming from coal or not mm -hmm. there. Mm. So what, um, what role does food play in terms of a sustainable lifestyle? Like there've been a lot of changes in terms of plant-based foods and so forth. Like, how do you, kind of direct people in that area. Right, so I'm a meat minimal, minimalist. Uh, I eat bacon, I love bacon, but uh, I, I try to limit my meat, uh, now meat I eat. Um, I'm still big into dairy, but uh, those cattle are a little less uh, polluting than the others. Uh, we try to eat bison as much as we can. Uh, when we eat uh, beef type meat for, for a couple of reasons. One, my wife's allergic to beef. So bison is okay for her. And, and the other is bison are not as polluting. Uh, they don't release as much methane into the air. And they're usually more sustainably uh, farmed. Um, I know a little bit about non-sustainable farming uh, of cows. I, when I went to college, uh, after college, I had to uh, find some place to work. And one of the only places to work in that town often was the um, the plant where, well, not the plant, but the place where they bring in the cows to sell them. And those cows were not treated well. Uh, they had to run around their own buck and uh, were very sick. And just packing cows together like that is not good for their health. And that's what a lot of farms do. Uh, the farms that are going more organic and uh, treating the cattle better, uh, that's good, but there's still a lot of the other. And so we, yeah, going plant-based is better, uh, but organic is even better and uh, if we can buy from small farms, that's good too. Because it's, I mean, a lot of a lot of farms in the U.S. call themselves small, but they got millions of acres. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that that's small. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, we could buy locally sourced and from smaller places. Um, and I, I'm seeing some of that. Uh, I don't know if it's just because of where the places I'm in, but uh, when I was in living in Washington, not that recently, uh, well, not that long ago, um, we had a good local co-op and the main, uh, one of the main stores there decided that they also needed to uh, provide some organic food and they also needed to uh, do regional shopping and uh, when they started, then the Safeway started 
uh, you know, this, these things come from here. And, and there was another grocery store, I don't remember the name, but they also, they were pretty big. They also decided they needed to start promoting some local or regional at least uh, purchases. And, and similar things are happening here. Uh, the, it's a small town, but the co-op does regional a lot of the time and uh, and so does the main grocery store. If you look at the um, the environmental footprint for meat, whether it's um, pigs or cows or what have you, I mean the the footprint in terms of water and um, also what's required in terms of grains and um, a lot of the devastation in terms of the um, forests in Brazil is due to crops that are basically being used to feed animals instead of humans. And we're basically shooting ourselves in both feet. I mean, what, what's your thought in that? Because that seems to me kind of inherently, meat itself seems inherently unsustainable. Yeah, yeah, so it's a, I'm always saddened but when I see more and more cropland going to, to cattle usage in Brazil. And uh, I'm just, I just don't see that, uh, you know, that's not in the news as much when it happens in the US as it is when it happens in Brazil, but I'm sure it happens here also. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's about, we, we need to learn how to farm on less land. Uh, Hawaii used to have a bigger population than it does now. Uh, I don't know if that, you know, with tourists, tourists, if that's true or not, but, and they, before white man came, before, you know, they had contact from others other than the Polynesians, they were self-sustainable. Now they might have eaten, I don't know how much they ate per day. Maybe they only had a one bowl of uh, poi per day, but and some fresh fruit uh, as far as the common people went. But they were somehow able to sustain that on, on just the amount of land they had and they weren't using it all for farming. Well, I mean, they have a 24, they have a 12 month growing season. So, I mean, it's really not, you know, yeah. it's not like you have to worry about, you know, only, only eating a little amount and then saving it up for the, for the winter. Right. Because it's really yeah. pretty much Here, here we have a three month growing season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At most. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but there are ways to grow more on less land. Um, and and the you know traditional farming practices are, are not it. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell people in terms of their like say uh, somebody comes to you and they're concerned about um, their investments and what they're doing to the planet? Like what do you how do you answer that question? Yeah. Well, there are are several. Depends on if they're investing themselves, you know, day traders, or if they're uh, 
have a company doing it for them, uh, a group plan. Um, there are several uh, funds that are sustainable, uh, more into green uh, investments. Uh, we have some investments. Uh, we just work with a financial advisor and she takes care of uh, making sure that they're all into uh, sustainable funds and so but you know a lot of people are worried about how much money will they make and sustainable funds will lose money or gain money just as well as other funds so why not put everything into sustainable funds well, my experience has actually been I manage money based on sustainability and I mm -hmm. I actually exclude fossil fuel companies, I exclude banks, mm -hmm. and I exclude really pharmaceutical companies. And the end result has been better performance because of the risks associated with those, those uh, companies, especially related to what's going on with, I would say climate change, but also divestment. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. places are divesting from from companies that are the biggest violators of what's going on in terms of releasing greenhouse gases, um, the fossil fuel industry, frackers and so forth. And, you know, that has an impact on the price of the stock and how they do. And ultimately, you know, it's not just a good way to feel better about what you do by not investing in them, but you do better because you don't invest in them. And a lot of places have found that to be the case. So, um, yeah, that's I think it does make a difference. And a lot of things I do to save the planet, like electric car, that's just cheaper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, am I really saving the planet or am I just a cheapskate? uh sometimes it's both you know, i mean it's it, both it, yeah it's what you have to do because of the world that we that we live in but yeah I mean, ultimately you know not spending the money in terms of the energy and on the other things that it takes for an inter internal combustion engine to try to maintain it mm -hmm. you know you can actually cut down on what you spend versus uh, yeah a lot yeah I, I saved a lot the first year i didn't you know, I took it in. I take it in once a year for maintenance. Uh, first year it cost me nothing because they had to balance the tires and I had a coupon for that. Mm -hmm. The next year they figured out some ways to charge me money, but uh, yeah, yeah, still less than a gas power car. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have a website? Like, how do people reach out to you? Yeah, so my website is uh, stubbert.com, S-T-U-B-B-A-R-T.com. That's my last name. Uh, all my information's there. Uh, and that has links to, you know, my electric car concierge website, has, you know, and all my other websites. So uh, being in computers, I tend to create websites. <laughs> cool. And, and I also help people can help people if they want to create a website, but they want don't want that website to take a lot of energy. I know how to do that too. So, mm. uh, 
Very good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat today, Dale. Um, and uh, definitely uh, hope people reach out to uh, to you through your website. And, uh, you know, as things develop, uh, you know, we'll uh, stay in touch and chat again in the future. Sounds good. Thanks for talking to me. Appreciate it.